What's up, everybody? It's Joe Lapuma. You were listening. You were watching the Complex Sneakers podcast. As always, I'm with my guys. First off, to my right, Mr. Matt Welty. Two in two days. Double cupped up. Hold <laughs> up. Double in so many Double ways. cupped up. Yep. Double Doing a double header. We had a busy week, baby. To my left, he came dressed to impress, Mr. Brendan Dunn. Listen, I was so confused just now. Yeah, I know where you're going. When you said, this is Joe Lapuma. I know. Because I looked to my right and I said, is that Joe Lapuma? That, that, there's something... There's something, something off. I know. There's something that doesn't wear white shoes. Sit right. Have you ever in your life seen Joe LaPuma in a crispy pair of white sneakers like These this? These are like all white. Feels a little weird, but it's a special occasion. Mm-hmm. We're going to go more so in know. depth on the footwear later, but yeah, yeah white Stan Smith because we got Stan Smith. He's talking about the footwear I'm wearing, but also zoom in on the hat so the audience knows exactly what they're watching because we got a great guest. Okay. Complex we got a sneakers guest. podcast. Yeah, we got, a, we got a great guest today. We'll Only get to on that the Complex later. Sneakers podcast. Dressed to impress. He got the Scuba Steve t-shirt on. Yeah, shout out Scuba Steve. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. yeah. Um. So as Welty mentioned, we're doing a double. We're, we're, yep. we're recording a lot of stuff double this week, header. but you're listening to this the weekend of Complex Con. So maybe yes. you're on the plane right now on your way. I'm probably sitting in 27C. Um, <laughs> just just missed the upgrade. You know, so I'm in one the back foot out. A... <laughs> Literally one, one Stan Smith foot out. <laughs> I'm on the uh, back of the plane on my way to Long Beach. Aisle seat is always the move, though. You like an aisle over a window? A thousand percent. Why? Because the bathroom? Just the whole situation of not having to knock on, tap on someone to get up. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, fair to say. But then other people are tapping on you. The window, though, so much easier to fall asleep. True. Yeah, but I, I would rather just be able to not have to walk over people. Like, to yeah. get up, it's not the biggest inconvenience to me. Yeah. But you also get that little, you get to put your left foot out. You get the little mm-hmm. extra. But the cart comes by sometimes, hits you in the elbow. You asking for a V8 on the plane? I Getting know. your elbows out like Fernando Alonso. Mm. A little, little sprinkle some F1 in there, sorry. What's your guys' uh, <laughs> choice so when the beverage cart comes around? I'm good. I have my water bottle here. Thank you. Oh, you, wow. don't, you don't get a beverage on the plane? Nah, not anymore. No, but if you, when you did. like I used to do a ginger ale. I do like a V8. Okay. I do a Diet Coke. Do the spicy tomato juice. Nice. Really? Yeah. I like that. Mm, a little okay. bit of spice. You like a little bit of spice. Yeah, you do like a little bit of spice. Yeah, like <laughs> bit of spice. <laughs> can, Some nice. If you can get a lemon or a lime spice, spice. with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not mad at you. Um, yeah. So we're, this is this weekend of Complex Weekend. Con. We, I hope everybody yes. listening has their tickets. If not, maybe there are still some tickets available. We will be everywhere we'll during be, the weekend. Yep. We'll be all over. Got a busy schedule. We got some cool live things. Two episodes at the eBay booth yes. on the floor at Complex Con. Joe, obviously, you're doing the Sneaker of the Year panel. Yes, Sneaker of the Year panel has been announced. Me, DJ Clark Kent, Jadakiss, Jim Jones. <laughs> yeah, one more. <laughs> yep, Jim Jones. Jim and as we're taping, as we're taping, as we're taping this. We haven't revealed the other special guests, but but let's just confirm up top. It's not. Not Brendan you. Dunn or no, Matt Welty. No, it's not you guys. Not you guys <laughs> Once we'll again, to- we'll be sitting in aisle 27. No, no we'll be. We'll, no. Good question. We'll, we'll be together most of the Is it Michael Jordan? weekend. It's not Michael Jordan. No. Is it Marcus Jordan? Not Marcus Jordan Yo, either. Imagine if you got Marcus Jordan what? on the that Sneaker be, of the Year panel. That'd be dope. The seats would be, not that they're already gonna, not going to be filled, but they would be <laughs> to the fucking end of that'd the. That'd be dope. End yep. of, end of the. the really? The. The ground floor. I would be there. I mean, I'll be. I mean, hopefully, I'll be there. What if uh, Nike does a shock drop during the sneaker of the year panel, Joe? 
Will you be as upset as we were when Nike did a shock drop? How would you feel about that? Show? An episode of Complex Con in Chicago. How would I feel about that? What year was that? 2018? Yeah. yeah. That was Allen Iverson one, yeah. Chicago. That'd be that must have been weird for you guys. Seriously. I actually didn't really clock it that much. That's good. That must have been it, weird. There though. was just like a there was just like a scamper in the back of the room, then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, why is like a third of this room gone? Couldn't compare to the attention we were commanding there. That's true. That's true. <sighs> Complex Con, always a treat. What's your favorite Complex Con memory? Huh. Don't be sassy. <laughs> no, no, no. What? I'm just saying, if so if you somehow, mm -hmm. you know, five years down the road, because these things tend to happen out of the blue, right? You just this. happen to be at some sort of hmm. sneaker, uh, sneaker hobnob uh, mm -hmm. event whatever uh or you're just am i eating mini glazies at a brand yep. party something or he's in a blazer or or you know you, you go to dinner with a group of friends and they're like hey my uh my friend works in the sneaker industry too and you meet this person right oh i, I love this yeah Go and there and you happen to just be in like a semi intimate setting yeah with, we're in a little circle yeah i'm holding a ginger ale with the engineer mm -hmm. or the product person who it, who literally engineered or set up yeah. that drop? We're fighting. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> what are you <laughs> handing out to Stone Cold Stunner? Would you, <laughs> would, you yeah, him, would you ask him about it, or would you would you ask him why he did that? We too? wouldn't be exchanging words. We'd be exchanging fists. Wow! Look at no, I told no, no, no. Look at no. this guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would never. But when I he told you, be like, oh wow, that's crazy, man. The whole thing is the delivery. If he was like, yeah, remember the shock drop when people were running out? That was me. <laughs> that's the delivery. No, that's a that's a cool moment. I'm I'm not mad. They knew where the audience was, though. That's you know they fished. Tip of the they cap. fished where the fish were. In the words yeah. of Brendan Dunn, hmm? you know who the fuck I am. <laughs> wow. Okay. He, went, he did straight to his camera too. Oh, beautiful. Some news beautiful this morning. Ooh, plenty of news. This plenty morning. of news this morning. They didn't give you the heads up. <sighs> Overseas press. How dare they? But <laughs> uh, some Kanye news. Basically, they had their earnings call. Adidas had their earnings call. Yep, quarter three, 2022 earnings call. Basically talked about how they're going to roll out the Yeezys. We had some information over the last few weeks, but now they kind of confirmed. Yeah. So Adidas CFO said basically they plan to make use of the inventory for 2023. They haven't formulated a detailed plan Is as to crazy? how they're going to do that. I mean, what selling them? Yeah, I the the crazier thing to me would be destroying hundreds of thousands of pairs of these things. Well, I mean, the right thing would probably to do would be if you if you say as a brand we don't stand behind this man or in his shoes and his yeah. message, to then say screw you, we're going to profit off the remaining value of it. I mean, hmm. I just I I think and it's giving a your place. audience. A chance to align with something that you don't agree with. Yeah. But to me, I feel like they tried to do it in the delicate way of still aligning with the product, but not aligning with the person. And if they help design it as they did, which we've, For sure. which we've detailed on here, it's like, I think that unfortunately you have to balance the concerns of the business with the values of the business. It's like, it's like you're a food manufacturer. Mm hmm and you all of a sudden realize that there's a cancer-causing agent in your food. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And you've told the world that there's a cancer-causing agent in your food. But you said, you know what? Food still tastes uh, scrumptious, a.k.a. the Yeezys might still look good on your feet. You know what? We still have 10,000 of these sandwiches left. We're still going to get rid of them just so you guys can get your fix. 
But what's the alternative? Just destroy them? I mean, give them to people who need shoes because there are millions of those people across yeah. the world? Yeah. Why are you going to profiteer off of something that you've already denounced? It's a good question. Good take. Adidas, answer it. Good question. Do we think <laughs> that they're going to sell? We were talking about this bef before you came. You know, they're stripping the Yeezy branding, which for some models, it's really obscure, right? Right. They yeah. can't use, they don't have the right to the trademark Yeezy. So they're saying we own all the rights to the actual designs and we plan to use them as early as 2023. What that will look like, we don't know. I could, I could see them recalling all the shoes and just ripping the insoles out and, and sending them back to people and saying, okay, sell them now. You know, when this first happened, there wasn't a very set plan in terms of what they were going to do. And all the retailers I spoke to had different messages. Some of them, their sales reps from Adidas hadn't even reached out to them yet. At this point, I think they're starting to move and say, okay, this is how you're going to send the product back. This is what we need to do. But Adidas even said, like, we haven't totally figured out what the plan is. Do you think that they're going to sell without the Yeezy branding? Like, will people still buy them? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Uh, a thousand right? percent. No, you know, we've yeah. had this conversation before. I think there's so many people who buy Yeezys who are so far removed from Kanye West being someone that number one, they know exists. Yeah. Or number one, two, or number two, that they look up to, or number yeah. three, they're buying it because of his name's attached to it, where it's almost like, it's not the same, but like Michael Jordan. You know, mm -hmm. it's like how many people are buying Jordans because of Michael Jordan? Right. You know, because of what he believes in or what he's done or anything like that. Yeah. How many people who are like, Oh, those slippery, those slipper shoes that got the squishy soles. Those, were, those, <laughs> so, those were comfy to me. Those are my yeah. favorite. Uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting on the earnings call when they're like, and what are they even going to call it? Just like, what are they going to change the names? They could uh, just they, say, I, they have to change the name. They can't call them Yeezys. No, but they could be like Adidas the, 350. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. The, the CFO said it's it's too early to say when and how we could come up with these plans. This is in response to somebody saying, are you just going to call them Adidas products? Okay. He said it's too early, but... It's definitely current product, but also future product, not under the Yeezy label. So yeah. whenever they do start selling these things, they're not going to be calling them Yeezys. They can't yeah. do that. And also somebody asked, because at the end of these earnings calls, there's always Q&A sessions where analysts and investors have the chance to, you know, prod them on certain things. And somebody said, are you anticipating any legal action around these things? And mm. they said, basically, no, we believe we have a very solid contract in place that we terminated and we're not anticipating extra costs from having to litigate over this thing. So... They are saying publicly that they really believe in their right to do these things. The only thing that, and I don't think Adidas should sell these shoes, but if they were going to sell the shoes, I would just hope that they would take the money and reinvest it in the company to fix the fact that none of their recent shoes fit. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> you could look in his eyes. So, you know the yeah, weird thing? Tell. I knew the, it was the, coming. The most striking thing about the Adidas coming. quarter three 2022 earnings call is they did at no they point address. address Matt Welty's yeah. very public complaints. Yeah, well, maybe they should. <laughs> Very high-profile yeah, feedback that their shoes don't fit right now. <laughs> Hopefully, it's coming. You know what's crazy though is that these shoes. Mm -hmm. We talk about them later, but mm -hmm. these shoes were made. The ones you're wearing, made before. I said that Adidas had sizing issues. And you they know fit what? Fine. And they're a size 11, <laughs> and they fit a whole size bigger than the shoes that don't fit that they recently make. I got these so, today, by the way. But those those fit right. Yes. They okay. Fit like a size 11 pair of size 11 shoes should fit your feet. <laughs> Adidas's new CEO. Did you hear that? <laughs> Crazy thing about Adidas's new CEO. Still going. Mm -hmm. Puma guy. Mm -hmm. As we know, Puma hardly mentioned in the same breath as Adidas or should be. Sure. Um, Can you? So it's I like. I like this energy just maybe a little bit. Uh, no, this is Stan, good energy. Before Stan comes out. Hey, oh I, lo I love, st I love, I know. St I love Stan I'm Smith. I'm making a joke. I'm making I a little. 
I've been go. like on record like the biggest Adidas fan before of course, all of, of this course. nonsense. Yeah. Beforehand after. You got your own yeah. shoe on. Yeah. Um, well, kind of, yeah. So, Matt's, Matt Smith. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, so this is like, so say you're a fan or, or an alumni of uh, university, right? Go Ducks. Yes. Your football coach either moves on or gets fired, right? And mm-hmm. you have a big, you're a big school like Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. So you're looking with allegories today. You're looking for a new. You're looking for a new coach. Mm -hmm. There's a. There's a. There's a. Yeah, I got. There's an old coach out there who used to be amazing, but maybe he stepped aside for two years. Maybe he had one bad year at a school and got fired. But he's a great football coach, right? Mm -hmm. Do you want to bring that guy in, or do you risk? You know, there was a guy who used to be the coach of, you know, Central Michigan who had three good seasons, and you're hoping that because he had two good seasons at a really not-so-good school that he can jump into the big-time school yeah. and bring the big-time school back to its glory. <laughs> it took a while to get I'm there, I'm not going to lie. You but, lost me a but, little but, tiny no, bit, but I, I understand the point. Yes, risk. But Puma has done well recently. I mean, they still make a lot of bad shoes, but... This is true. Okay. The energy <laughs> is up. I feel you. This is the energy we this need. This is the energy. Today and What's all the days. What's in that cup? Uh, Coffee? Cold brew. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. The key. By the way, Adidas did also hint at what's to come with Jerry Lorenzo. Oh, big. Fear of God on top of the whole basketball division. So I think we'll hear more from that soon. What'd I think they in say? The couple that. Just that this is the pinnacle of their basketball expression, and they're working on a big event to roll out to uh, media and, you know, let Listen, the world know. Question for you guys. He starts making the basketball gear. We gonna enter some summer three on three tournaments? Sure. Us th- us two? Us two? Us three. Us three. Why did you say us two? I don't you know. looked at me. I, I, you don't want Matt Wilkins no, on the basketball team? No, I actually Matt was gonna looking... do better on the basketball team than I'm gonna do on the basketball team. I'll be totally transparent about that. Okay, power forward. I, I, I power could, forward? I could just be like, you know what? I feel like at this point, best off just to play some defense and try and get some steals but i also know that's your game so who's actually going to shoot the ball that's not the problem. brendan dunn okay not brendan dunn all right power forward maybe like an anthony mason charles oakley type you know to, yeah he's just you got know, long you, arms i could hit a know, little you come uh, in the lane fan? you come in the lane he lets you know put your elbows out like fernando alonso right? i could do i'll do a shooting guard maybe small forward you point guard obviously right you know <laughs> i feel like right? you could come up with plays and like keep them organized and okay Thank you for the vote of confidence. Ah, I think, you yeah. know. You know what they need Jerry to do? What? So we've been seeing this a lot. <laughs> Fix the sizing? <laughs> no, we, we've, <laughs> seen, we've seen this a lot lately, and we're seeing more of it. Yeah. So obviously, New Balance 550, huge hit. Yeah. yeah. There's been a few shoes recently from other brands that are trying to get into that lane. You posted the other day, you sent it to us to Saucony, and you said this is Saucony's version of the 550. Yeah, and also, and I think it's a great shoe, and I'm excited mm-hmm. by it. Our friend Ronnie mm-hmm. doing the A6 EXT, but it's also very much in that. You think that's an A6 550? It, it's it's similar. It's the same era, yeah. low top basketball shoe. Just is what it is, right? So a lot of brands are seeing that that's a trend. We need to get into that, right? Yeah. Adidas really hasn't put their foot into that. They had the forum. I don't think the forum really matches no. the 550 because it has the strap and it doesn't yeah. really like connect the same way. They have a lot of shoes. Um, like a conductor or something like that, like a low top that yeah. would fit into that. 
equation. You think Adidas I just feel like there. all white, low Adidas, you immediately go to Superstars or Stan Smith. Yeah, but you need like that, like beefy. I know. You need that beefiness of the 550. You get Jerry to find one of those silhouettes and give it just to, in the archive. And you give it the fear of God treatment. Mm. That shoe. That's 500 million right that there. That bangs. Giving that, that away? shoe Picking bangs. Up the giving that away for free? Right there. Also, we also have the the chance where we saw our, our friend Jerry Lorenzo wearing the Adidas Audilet slides, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, those, those things. He collabs on those. Slide left you, off. You, you get a fear of God uh, Audilet. Forget it. Let me ask this. Are you, forget it. Are you campaigning to be the new president yeah, of look at him. Athletics? Look at you. Hey man, I got some ideas. Wow! I put this, I, I put these we shoes. joking last. Look at he's got his superpowers. I put these shoes on. Got his superpowers. I feel his superpowers. Yeah. yeah. Listen, we were joking last week about you maybe putting your name in for the new CEO title at Adidas, and that's come and gone because they picked a guy. But it sounds like you're very much trying to. Seems like he's considering it. You no, know, the the fear of God role. I feel like they could have worked with me a bunch over the years and would have given them some ideas. But hey, they want to do other things. Okay. <sighs> I love the energy. Yeah. Hey, there's another thing we have to get into. We always get into it here on the Complex Sneakers Podcast. It's giving away a free pair of shoes. That's always, that's every week. Yeah, eBay is here with us, and as per usual, we're giving you a very special pair of sneakers. Here's how you can win a pair of sneakers from us. If you go to ebay.complex.com, you can enter to win a pair by submitting a question for us to respond to here on the air. If we like your question, if we pick it, and if you're a U.S. resident, and this is only open to U.S. residents, we will send you... A pretty slick pair of kicks, right? Yep. Sorry, I would never say that in real life. That's the type of thing Matt Welty would make fun of other slick. people for saying. <laughs> slick kicks, sick kicks, yeah. and things like that. Anyways, yeah. what are we giving away today? We are giving away, ooh, good one. You see the box, you can tell. Actually, oh, now I can tell. The record yeah. breaking. Okay. One of the sneakers of the year? Yes. It's Travis in the top Scott. 10. Air Jordan 1 low, reverse mocha? Yes. With uh, the eBay authenticity guarantee tag on there? See it right there. <laughs> and and this was, what, 3.8 milli on the sneakers out, the oh, entries? Yeah. Come on. The That's entries. And it fits into today's question, which comes from, pardon the, uh, if I'm not pronouncing Isn't this, this right. an Italian name? Yeah, Mike Lucchesi. It's not Lucchesi? If you get it wrong, Joe. Is it Lucchesi? Is that, I don't think is it's Lucchesi. That, is that one of the five I don't families? think it's Lucchesi. I don't, I'm deferring Mike to Lucchesi, you, Mike Lucchesi, I'm saying. Okay. Let so us one know. Of the nine fishes. Indianapolis. <laughs> uh, seven seven fish, fishes. Seven fishes coming up soon, Christmas Eve. Seven fish. Uh, Mike Lucchesi. Mike Lucchesi, Indianapolis asks, in your opinion, what is the most fair way to release a sneaker? First come, first serve, raffle, lottery, contests, etc. What is the most creative release you remember? So we're giving out more free ideas here. Mike gave us a couple questions. I'm going to focus on the first part, the okay. most fair way to release a pair of sneakers. I still like the old-fashioned come outside, line up at the yes. store. Everybody is there. Yes. We have the shoes here. If you were more dedicated than the other people who came to the lineup and you spent more time and invested more in getting the shoes, you're going to get the shoes. Yes, I agree. I think that's a level They stopped field. doing that because of, like, violence though or i think it got that that too I much think, for a lot of stores to handle yeah that, i feel like that's the 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 biggest knock on that where yeah. it's like in in the ideal world yeah that's the the best release Procedure, method yeah i'm not saying that not everyone deserves a chance to get a shoe but i do feel like like in life you get rewarded for going the extra mile mm-hmm. hopefully mm-hmm. right so if you put in the work of getting there earlier, an hour before, yeah, if the you, next or, person, or 
you know what? We've talked about it so many times on the show. If you put in the time to build relationships with people that not backdoor, but to like hold you down yeah. or something like that at the store, you know, it's like your effort put in gets you something out of it, right? Yeah. Be like, ideally, that's the best thing to do. Think they would ever go back to that though? In, I mean, I think plenty of stores still do a first yeah. come first serve. I just don't think it's as widespread as it used to be. Yeah, but I always felt like that that was the fairest. I think sneaker culture changed a lot when sneakers, the app, app yeah. became the thing where it's like, not, I'm not saying that not everyone deserves a chance to get shoes, so don't take it that way. But when there was like that like specialness of having connections and not, not I'm not talking about connections because you, you're the host of a show and you right. get free <laughs> shoes because of it. Before I did this and all of that, I used to go to sneaker stores just like you. I used to work at sneaker stores. I used to know people at the sneaker stores. I went there and spent my money, made connections with people so I could get the shoes Yeah, through it. That's Investing. what I'm talking That's what I'm talking Put about. Putting the time, you're saying. Putting in the time yeah. to get the shoes. And I hope that that's the way that sneakers should be. And then when we got to a point where sneakers app, they're trying to democratize yeah. the sneaker release where it's everyone gets angry more angry about because they feel like they have the right to buy the shoes no matter what it where everyone just is like you know what i didn't win screw this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where hey you could have showed just showed up four hours earlier than someone and sat right. in line and got them and then it's like that would have been the key yes. but that's the thing when you when it's when it comes to the sneakers app you don't know it's like there's not as clear a way to distinguish yourself or to be like look i'm gonna quote unquote work harder or put in more effort than the next person it's just like we're all the same playing field, which mm -hmm. I guess makes sense on some level of pressing the thing on the app. is like you can't uh, do it in a concrete way of gaining a, an advantage unless it's like using bots, which I mean. Or you show up to the sneaker store and you're like, dang, there's already yeah. 38 people in line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What size are you going for? What size are you going for? What size are you going for? Mm -hmm. Man, there's already 13 people in line going for size 11. I don't have a chance. Let me make a call real quick. Yo, does the Foot Locker across town have them? Okay, let me go over there yeah. and try and figure it out. Versus, you're on New Balance or you know Nike's website, and you just get a, or Off White's website, and mm -hmm. you get a message that there are three thousand people ahead of you in line. And what you're am like, I doing here? You can't even see it. You're just yeah. like you tried to enter, and then all of a sudden you get a message that you are number ten thousand. Yeah. Okay. What does that mean? Yeah, Joe. What do you think? I see what you guys are saying. I also think, though, it's situational. Mm -hmm. Cities, stores, like how crowded things get. I think there's something to say about that, like just camping for hours. I don't, mm -hmm. I mean, my thing is like, does it, it has to kind of do with like Supreme couldn't even release shoes anymore. Yeah, yeah, so, true. like, but that's what they were, was, were they doing what you guys were saying? That, that stinks. But at the same time, at least when you had shoes releasing at the stores, I know people had maybe once in a while there was like rest I mean there were resellers or someone would like you know Ben Felderstein wrote a story about his mom camping out for yeah. a pair of sneakers for him mm -hmm. you know you'd get that on occasion but you'd be getting the people going to the stores who were trying to get that shoe because they wanted to buy that sneaker mm -hmm. and it would limit the number of people who were actually Re throwing their name into the hat and making it harder to get the shoes right when it's on the sneakers app everyone can just click and Three hit, seconds, and no investment. No yeah. one had to put any investment in it, and they don't in, may not even want the shoe. Yeah, a lot of times but, I try and buy a shoe on sneakers that I don't even care about just because it doesn't fighting, take me anything to do now, it. Now you're putting yourself in the odds where it's like entering the lottery. Yeah. 
whether you're going to hit it or not. You're not actually going against the 50 people in town who are actually going to go to the store and try to buy the shoe. It's like your odds were way better yeah. when it just got released at the physical location. If you wanted to be dedicated to it, you actually had to go and do it. You versus 100 people yeah. instead of you versus a million people. I don't or 3.8 million or whatever. Yes. It is. I don't think it's going to happen though, right? Hmm. One can only dream, right? Anytime. And the and the you have a lot of dreams today. Yeah. Adidas CEO, <laughs> better release. The president and, of Bear God Athletics. And we have a dream guest. So. I was going to say a dream came true. That's right. A very special guest. Our guest on today's podcast is a tennis legend whose resume includes being a U.S. Open and Wimbledon champion in 1971 and 1972, respectively, and a member of the Tennis Hall of Fame. Besides his accolades in tennis, in the sneaker world, he's the face and the namesake of one of the most iconic sneakers of all time, a sneaker that bears his likeness on the tongue and transcended the tennis court to become a staple in sneaker and pop culture. Today's a banner show here on the Complex Sneakers Podcast as we welcome the legendary Stan Smith. Stan, thank you so much for joining. We've had a, a lot of episodes throughout the years, but this is very special, so we are really excited to have you. Well, thank you. It's nice to be here. Yes. What an absolute treat. What a spot. You guys are are doing a great job here. It's unbelievable. Appreciate it. Thank you, Appreciate Sam. it. I think the first thing we want to talk about, and it should be obvious what sneakers everybody's wearing, but we'd like to go around and <laughs> yes. discuss the sneakers <laughs> that we're all wearing. So if you could please introduce for us here your shoe, and I do well, mean your shoe. Yeah, yes. This is uh, Adidas made 26 pairs of these green shoes mm -hmm. with the name Pops on it, mm -hmm. which is my name for the grandchildren. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so we all got a pair, and it's got my birth date on the inside of the shoe right here and uh pops on the outside friends and family exclusive yeah very exclusive 26 pairs how many special makeups are you getting like that 26 pairs you know the grandchildren and the family like are a lot of special makeups coming do you have like any ideas and like hey we need this or what is like the cadence of boxes of special makeups yeah well they haven't done a lot of special makeups for me necessarily but they've done a couple you know okay. and, and uh and i've actually designed a few you mm -hmm. know at, at a, a couple of years ago i get about 10 years ago we had you could go on the computer and, and pick your color pick mm -hmm. your material pick the back the front the inside and they've done some one of my favorites really I, i'm really proud of is that the labor stan smith mm -hmm. uh combination where they have a picture of me and a live shot you know hitting the backhand i think in his shoe yeah and the right shoe, I think it is, and the left shoe has him that action shot with his name on that. So it's a it's pretty special because he's in my top six, I think, of all the great players mm. of all time. Rod Labor, nice, awesome. So uh, obviously, I'm doing Stan Smith as well. This is not quite an official special makeup, but if you look on the side there, you ah. see it. You see, it has my name, Brendan yeah. Dunn, there. And this isn't really like a custom. This was, I think, they gave this to me in an Adidas event or something like that. So did they? Almost a special makeup. Well, that's close. You know, the original uh, kind of marketing plan, when they relaunched it in 2014, is they sent to 100 influencers, mm -hmm. and they put their picture on yeah. it. Is that you? No. He was one-on-one. He was one-on-one. Even specialer. It might have been one. But uh, anyway, they, they asked them, they put their picture mm -hmm. on the tongue instead of my picture, and just asked them to put it on their social media. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it really helped it take off. And I think there was even a program at the time, too, where the Adidas uh, Twitter account, you could just send them a picture of yourself and they would yes. they'd recreate the logo and yeah. give it to you as like an avatar that you could put on your social media account. Yeah. And you could get a card with your 
your own square, more or less, with your picture on it. So yeah. it's, uh, they've done a lot of yeah. pretty ingenious marketing things over the years. Definitely. No special makeup for me. I'm doing the but it's OG. special that you're wearing white. Yeah, special. I, you don't yes. wear white. Huh? Never. <laughs> Never wear that? white. Um, I don't know. It's always been like a thing where I just feel like my feet are too big and it's like, I don't know, just not as... I think it looks good on you, Joe. Thank you. What do you think, Stan? Well, I, I think it's pretty sharp, but, you know, do you like to have them kind of scuffed up? You know, a lot so of people that's, like them scuffed up. So, to be honest, funny you say that because it's a new pair. And for like the past two hours, I was like taking trips to get coffee, and I was like, I don't mind if I get scuffed. Were, because were you, were you they intentionally do, hitting your foot against like, I the because bin I, or something? Because I do like <laughs> shoes that get dirty, and I know yeah. that these scuffed wear really well. So that's that's actually really on point. Well, Balenciaga's doing it. We're doing a little uh, co uh, collab oh, yeah. with them, and they're mm -hmm. putting printing shoes out. I think it's about seven hundred and ninety-five dollars, but they're wow. they're kind of yes. uh, deconstructed. Yeah, and they look like, like they've been run over tractor, by a truck. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Do you like the Balenciaga ones? Well, I haven't seen them yet. I mean, I may see them today uh, in person yeah, later on, but uh, I haven't seen them yet. I've seen some photographs of them, and it's. <laughs> strange, you know, they don't have you driving the truck. It's really nice over. leather and everything, but it looks like it has been run over a few yeah. times. And they have them in black. Okay, the black ones. And there we go. Yeah, yeah. I have the Pharrell red ones, the all black Pharrell ones. But one OG with these special occasion. So, uh, I these are those are special. These are the Matt Welties. Uh, these are Stan Smith. These were made for me by a guy named Bluntshank. Mm -hmm. um, he did a custom shoe with my face. On the tongue, my name on the heel, my name on the tag, my name on the box, on um, the box as well. Yeah, pretty. So just was it was I would you know what I got these and I I was it felt truly honored that someone made this for me. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was actually a really special moment. Like opening it went far beyond my expectations. I didn't ask for it. He just said I really want to make these for you. Yeah, send them to me. It's nice, oh. and they also have the the thin tongue on them, like That's the more important. original yeah. style, not the padded one. Yeah. Yeah, so. they look great. I mean, uh, I just, it's kind of hard for me to kind of look at that yeah. picture, you know. Stan, I did. see the, uh, that, yeah. uh, you feel disrespected? That, that royalty thing, well, it's going to go the wrong way. Stan, I think one of the funnier things that not a lot of people know is that the world knows you for your mustache, right? Yeah. And, and the shoe. Some people think not you're a shoe. Like me. Some people think you're a shoe. What a mustache. Yeah. Thank you. But... There was a six-month period of your life where you didn't have a mustache, and that's when they took the photo for the Stan Smith tongue tag. So a lot of people know you for the mustache, but on the tongue, you actually don't have a mustache. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's, it's kind of ironic. I mean, at that time, when I signed the contract, I thought it might be a three-year deal or a five-year deal, and you know, 50 years plus. You think it's like uh, a license and they were going to retake your photo every, like? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, this photo looks better than me, so, you know, mm. at least. But it, it, there's a little shadow on it, so it, it kind of looks a little bit. you got to look at it closely. A little it stubble. It it slightly, yeah, right? Yeah, it looks like a possible mustache. Let me ask you this. Now that you've seen Welty with his face on your shoes, um, is there any way your agent, Donald Dell, could maybe set up an Adidas partnership with him and Adidas? Well, I think the first thing he might do would be sue him. Yeah, Donald Dell's coming <laughs> yeah, with the paperwork yeah. and not for the yeah. not for the collab. Donald's I nice. saw the documentary. He's definitely not coming. For, he's coming with the paperwork for sure, <laughs> and not the good kind. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a bonus deal for him. But, uh, I, but Matt, I, it's okay with me. Really. Well, it, it's fitting too because I mean, joking that my name's on the shoe, yeah. but when it first came out, it wasn't even the Stan Smith. It was the Robert Haye shoe. Yeah. So he was a uh, French. 
tennis superstar at the time, retired in 1971. He had the white and green shoe with his name on the side. Not many people know that. And then it gets passed on to Stan Smith. Yeah, we had a we had a period of time about four or five years where my picture was on the tongue and his name was on the side, and then there was different iterations where his name was on the side as well as my name, and then uh, they eventually, you know, took his his name off the shoe. But it, it took a while because the shoe was you know selling pretty well, but people didn't know who Robert Hayet was, yeah. and uh, and. Even in the U.S., when it was first there, it, people thought of it as a high A shoe, mm-hmm. and then eventually, it became more well known for my shoe, and and people didn't know who you know. But I I got to know Robert pretty well, and his son was a good player, just about my age, a little bit younger. But uh, uh, we had the big party when they celebrated. I think it was twenty two million pairs sold, and it was in Paris at Roland Garros, and they had a big party, they gave everybody a pair of shoes when they came to the party, and. He was there, and uh, I felt a little bit bad. Yeah, he felt maybe worse, <laughs> but uh, it was too bad. Do you feel like that's like a weird twist of fate in some way, where it's like you got lucky that you know that Adidas decided to hand his original shoe down to you, and then it becomes the success that it became? Yeah, I was very fortunate. I, I've thought about that every day. You know, since then, it's uh, it's I was in the right place at the right time. They wanted to get a stronger presence in the United States. No one knew who Robert was mm-hmm. in the United States, and so they knew that's a big market for them, and it's going to be growing. and And uh, that's how it all happened. But it was pretty simple in that re- in that regard. One thing I learned a lot from the documentary "Who Is Stan Smith," but one thing that, like, you know, you you think that you would assume, but I, I really didn't. Like the holes on the shoe, it was because like the sweat used to just mm-hmm. pour through. Like you were like really sweating through the sneakers when you were playing in them. Talk yeah. about like how I think a lot of people would just think it was like part of the design language and like for aesthetic, but it was really functional. Well, the the original idea with three stripes was, uh, again, it wasn't a design. It wasn't even, that's how they got the, the logo, the three stripes. Mm-hmm. You know, we do that in Europe, but uh, the reason they had the three stripes is is uh, Adi Dossler was mm-hmm. a bootmaker, and he would watch athletes in action, all sports, in mm-hmm. track and field and, and soccer, particularly at the beginning. And he felt that they needed more support in that area, so he put little pieces of leather there, and he tried with six, he tried with four, with two, and he finally realized that three was about the right balance that he wanted to support it. And then uh, when his son... Uh, Horst mm-hmm, designed mm-hmm. the shoe with with Robert. Uh, I think it was the fact that you know we're playing on grass yeah. and it's and you're wearing, supposed to be wearing white. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, uh, most of the tournaments, the three majors were on grass, and most of the other tournaments were as well. So they had the green in the back, and but the holes were funny because I literally in Washington D.C. I'll never forget. I'd be playing in the third set and I'd be spurting out wow. of the holes. Yeah, because it was so wet. I had to change shoes. Damn. Wow. Uh, but they did come in handy. They did give give you some, uh, you know, some air, you know, yeah. to your feet, which mm-hmm. is because they're leather, you know. And they first came out, we wore canvas before, mm-hmm. and so to wear leather was sort of a big deal. It was the first time that we ever wore leather. Yeah, you mentioned Horst Dossler in the movie, and, and we're going to mention the movie a yeah. bunch of times here. People should go see it. Who is Stan Smith? You know, you're you're here for the premiere of it. There's this story in there that's recounted about the first time you met mm-hmm. Horst. Yeah, there were some. <laughs> yeah, Horace, some some type of nightclub. Yeah, some yeah. yeah. Horace was there. a workhorse. He yeah. would come. He lived in 
France, but he would go he to Germany a and a workhorse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Actually, my father always told that uh, my mother's name was Rhoda, Rhoda Smith, uh -huh. and uh, and he saved her from, she dated a guy named Horst. <laughs> <laughs> so that was his joke. He, I saved him from being Rhoda Horst. <laughs> But uh, we met at a nightclub called Ellie Louis in yeah. Paris. And uh, what do you mean by nightclub? Well, it was uh, <laughs> yeah. it was a male impersonator, you know, nightclub. And uh, and originally we said he wanted to meet at twelve o'clock. I uh -huh. said, well, that's fine. But then I realized I played a match at two o'clock, so I couldn't. He said, no, it's twelve o'clock midnight. Mm. So Horace would go to to uh, to Germany and start interviewing for new employees and that sort of thing. He'd have a meeting at seven at eight or nine at 10, he'd, he'd go all night practically, then he'd leave. So we met at 12, which is I guess normal for him, but I go into this place and I'm thinking, you know, what, what is this? You know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, it's my first time meeting Horace. I didn't mm. know exactly what was going on, but uh, that was his favorite place. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the place like? It was neat. It was a very elegant uh, nightclub and, and these girls were in tuxedos. Yeah. And they looked great. You know, except for the fact that there were women in, the, in these things, it was it looked pretty nice. Nice. It was a high-end type place. To keep on horse for a second, I think I remember hearing a lot of people say that in, you know, when horse passes away, like uh, late 80s, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, and then in that period, Adidas had like a really unfortunate transition. Like after he passes, the brand just kind of went really tanked. And... In the early 90s, I believe the brand, brand declared bankruptcy. Do you remember that period and what it was like? Yeah, well, you know, over the years, it's, it's, been, a, it's yeah. been a cycle, so it hasn't been just that. But that was the most uh, difficult time because Horst really had taken over as the CEO and, and moved to Germany mm -hmm. and uh, was, was doing a great job. And he was, like I say, he just seemed to be working night and day. Maybe that's why he had that heart attack, unfortunately. But... Uh, Anyway, when he passed away, then it was really in disorganization. That you know, we had four distributors here in the United States, and they weren't sure what was going to go on and were they going to change it so to not have distributors like that and, and do a different uh, org for the organization. And uh, but you know, it finally that you know we got an investor that took it over and mm -hmm. and uh, brought it back. And but it's had a number of of uh, mm -hmm. ups and downs over the years. And right now it's actually struggling a little bit uh, and hopefully starting to make it come back again. Did you know the guys who did the Adidas America deal, Rob Strasser and Peter Moore? Did you? Yes, Rob, yeah. Rob Strasser was with Nike and he yeah. came over to Adidas and he helped. What a legend. Resuscitated, he was a legend. You yeah, know. what are your memories of Rob? Well, he was a big guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big personality too, right? A big personality and very sharp and, uh, and the, one of these geniuses in marketing and that was one of the things that really has been a, a selling point over the years, the marketing concepts that they've come up with have been fantastic. And it's been fun for me to be kind of on the inside seeing what they're going to do and some of the things we've done promotional-wise around the world. And uh, so, But Rob was one of the first guys to jump in there and, and help turn it around. And and, uh, and he, he actually died young yeah. as well. So... Uh, it's been it's been interesting to see the the history. Seventy five years a couple of years ago, and mm -hmm. and uh, going strong. And the new headquarters are fantastic. Uh, they've got some beautiful, you know, buildings they've done, and and uh, 
they've got a place for the German football team to come and train and, mm. and that football pitch there and it's pretty neat. I know there's that the you know the iconic uh, statue of Adi Dossler himself. They have a, actually have a replica of it at the Adidas store here in New York City. Um, yes, up, up on the benches. I've sat next to that a few times. Are they are they going to, to are them. they going to make one of you as well? <laughs> Maybe a little one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we were there. I took uh, my four kids and their and their spouses and ten of our uh, sixteen grandchildren to to Germany this year. And so we sat next to that uh, statue of Adi over there, and we've done it here in the store in New York as well. Uh, but uh, I did meet him one time in his home. He used to have people come to his house, and he and his wife would, you know, we'd sit in the kitchen like everybody, you know, you go wow. to somebody's home, you end up sitting in the kitchen. And uh, he was a he was a, a great guy. He he had uh, his kind of business uh, philosophy. And it's in a book. It's it's really pretty neat to see how he went about his whole way of thinking of, of high quality and and looking at performance more than even uh, design. And and he he really was the guy that started the whole thing. And then in the doc, you know, talking about tennis, 1972 Wimbledon, you you win Wimbledon, and then you know in the past couple of days, me and. Him, we've, we've been talking about Donald, your agent, and, you know, it's kind <laughs> of like, um, you know, Fat Joe has a line that he came up with like a year and a half ago when like something happened. He was like, yesterday's price isn't today's price. And Adidas, you know, you're trying to do the deal and your agent tells them essentially you can't afford him now. Yeah. Talk about like those negotiations and what you remember back then once like, you know, the Wimbledon championship happened. Well, it was, uh, I, I gotta say, my life has been, uh, you know, it's, I've been fortunate with the timing of things that have taken place. And mm -hmm. that was one of the things. I just won the U.S. Open in 71 and won mm -hmm. 72 at, at Wimbledon and was number one in the world. And, and uh, uh, they just coming out with these, these well, they had the leather shoes, mm -hmm. but they wanted to really market them around the world. And, uh, and so we'd actually talked to another company, a group of us that talked to another company. Mm -hmm. And I was part of that group, actually. What was and, the other company? Uh, Converse. Okay. Interesting. Converse wanted to sign you. Converse wanted to sign our little group. And uh, wow. so uh, Arthur Ashe was with Lecoq Sportif and, mm -hmm. uh, and later went to head. And, and that was, uh, you know, he wasn't part of that group. He was at the beginning, but then it kind of moved around a little bit. And then I had the opportunity to, to, uh, to meet with them. And, and, and you know, I, I loved uh, Adidas. I thought it was the best brand in the world. Mm. And I still think it is, but um, to be associated with Adidas was really neat. And uh, of course, it's Adidas in, yes. uh, in Germany. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's so many iconic athletes that have been involved with them, so many products that have been so good uh, that uh, that was a special honor. And then Donald was able to talk to Horst, and, and uh, they, you know, the timing was great for me. Was there a royalty right off the bat in terms of you getting paid for every shoe that got sold? You know, I have, I've had several different things. You know, the first year, I think the first one was like five years, and then it went one. We had one for, I think, seven years. Another mm -hmm. time it was 10 years. Another time it was a five years. And sometimes the royalties, sometimes are just kind of a base uh, salary. So Is, it's, is, is there it's still varied. a royalty 
every time it stands yeah i get sold? uh i'm not getting the two cents yeah. <laughs> is that what it is two not cents getting the two cents worth and uh, matt you know, i yeah. hope you, you, know, <laughs> you he owes you two cents <laughs> yeah well you can hope you enjoy you know, <laughs> is, a beer on me is it two cents then is that like what a pair of stan smiths well sold? more or less yeah probably more <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of royalties, did Jay-Z give you any royalties when he name-dropped you and he said the Weekends man, the Stan Smith Adidas in the campus? He didn't. He didn't give me royalty. And I didn't even know about that until my- Your grandchildren, my, yeah. Well, no, my daughter oh. came home. She's now 36 or 7, I think. Mm -hmm. And she was 13 or 14. And she mm -hmm. came home and said, uh, Dad, you're famous. And I said, what do you mean? So well, Jay-Z has you in <laughs> one of his songs. I said, that's great. Uh, who's Jay-Z? <laughs> And then I heard it, a couple of his songs. He had it in a few times. He just kind of have you met something him? About, um, no, I haven't met him. Were there other famous people who co-signed the sneaker that surprised you? I mean, Barack Obama was wearing them. Or yeah, does, it, does any of it surprise you Ivanka, at this point? You know, Trump was wearing it. You know, I worked both sides of the political. Things, <laughs> That's so. great. Listen, we're in the midterm. Today's, you know, midterm day, so it's, perfect. It's been fun to see people wearing them, you know, with obviously no... Uh, uh, benefits at all and yeah. that's the thing that i like about the shoe and what's great is you, you see males and females yeah. and then boys and girls and older people and babies and my favorite thing is to see a mother and daughter wearing the shoe. shoes awesome because most daughters wouldn't be caught dead wearing something their mothers wearing. sure mm. sure sure no i never would do that but i've seen it and i've seen daughters and, and fathers yeah wearing it and uh so it's. I'm hoping that uh, you know, in this election day, that uh, the day <laughs> after election day, that it'd be a, a Stan Smith unify the country, That's yeah, it. That's the unify the world, <laughs> exactly. And uh, so you know, everybody can play together. Everybody can buy a pair, and you'll get two cents per pair, and then we'll. <laughs> everybody will be happy. Yeah, speak, speak. they're very comfortable too. <laughs> you'll find they're comfortable. You, you know, yeah, even Definitely. though they're white. You said. You said speaking of women. You know, wearing your shoe. I think one of the, one of the special versions that got made over the years. They did a Kate Moss. Yeah. Stan Smith. Do you remember? Do you remember that happening? Or absolutely, I got a pair. I yeah. got a pair signed by Kate, uh, and uh, that was neat. I mean, they'd done a you know Stella McCartney. We did mm -hmm. a thing uh, a couple of years ago in London where she did it. You know, a, a collaboration where her picture was on one, my picture was on the other shoe, and. So we signed shoes, and I leaned over and finally said, you're getting pretty good at signing shoes. Hmm. She made shoes, but she hadn't signed many like that. But uh, at the very end of the evening, the group kind of opens up, and this woman comes up, and she puts her foot on the table and says, sign my shoe. It was Madonna? It's Madonna. Ah. Uh. And unfortunately, she put the wrong foot up because it was Stella's shoe. Oh. So I said, that's a, that's, that's a good effort to get your foot that high because she's, yeah. she's only about 5'2 and 60 years old, I think. Yeah. So she got the other foot up there, and I was able to sign that one. So the all-white Stan Smith. You know, do you think at all about, like, the whole guidelines around footwear or uniforms and tennis? Like, actually, the last time I saw you, I saw you at a distance at Wimbledon this summer. And this this blazer today is partly inspired by yours that day. I felt uh, like it's yeah. a close yeah, it close familiar. match. But yeah. I remember one of the controversies from there was Nick Kyrgios, who's a Nike athlete, and <laughs> him catching some flack for wearing Jordans, and you know they weren't white, and there are all these strict rules. Do you pay attention to things like that? No, I you know my shoes made in every color and, and material out there, and so I wear different ones like this, and mm. and uh, 
But do you think it's a shame that there's still these rules in tennis that are kind of old school? Oh, you, you mean for Wimbledon? Yeah. yeah, no, Wimbledon is uh, is actually it's more strict now than it was, let's say, ten years ago. Mm -hmm. You can't. You can have just a little piping on your shirts now, or you could have a little more stripes and that sort of thing ten years ago. But you know, it's unique, uh, and the the bottoms of the shoes of every company are exactly the same. So if it's a Nike or a Fila or or Adidas, they're they're all the same, so the rules are very strict on that as to how much of a these nubs you can have on there. Mm -hmm. um, and but the white has been um, it's been kind of neat. The funniest thing was for the Olympics. You know, we had the Olympics at Wimbledon, and uh, they're wearing what they normally wear, all the different colors, mm -hmm. and they had pink posters all around the grounds, and it. It looks sacrilegious uh, <laughs> to see that at Wimbledon and to see the colors, and so it's kind of neat to see that at, at Wimbledon. But uh, I'm, I don't like necessarily having to have those rules yeah. anywhere in the world besides Wimbledon because I, I want to see more and more people playing the game, wearing whatever they want to wear. Yeah, as long as they're wearing the right shoes. <laughs> and, um, you talked about you know them making the special versions of your shoe in 2014. That was the reemergence of the Stan Smith. Adidas had a strategy around that in the time. So a few years before that, they were saying, hey, we want to reintroduce the Stan Smith, but what we're going to do is we're going to stop selling and producing the shoes so we can try and dry out the whole stock of it so there wasn't random sizes sitting in the back of the stores so we can do a yeah. full reintroduction. What was it like in that period where they say, we're going to stop selling your shoe? Uh, you've done a lot of homework, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, we had a meeting in 2011 at Wimbledon, which we always do, and uh, they at that meeting they my wife Margie and, and Donald were there, so three of us were there, and we're meeting with them, and they're saying we're we're taking your shoe off the market in 2012 and 13. I said what? Hmm. Taking it off the market? And it had it's it lost a little bit of its luster, and I said, then what are you going to do? So well, we're going to relaunch it. I said, well, what's your plan? You know, what's your business plan? What are your, what's your strategy? They didn't have a lot to say then. So we walked out of the meeting, literally, three of us saying, well, it's been a good run. It's been 40 years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I doubt it's going to come back. Mm -hmm. And then it came back on January 15th of 2014. It came back with a vengeance, and uh, it really took off. So during that period of time, it was very strange. Uh, because people would come up to me and say, well, I want to get your shoe, but they don't have it at this store. They don't have it at this. They don't have it anywhere. Couldn't get it online or anything. And so, did, said, did you well, tell people what was happening, or were you kind of mum? No, I no. I said it's going to you know, in two years. They say, say they're going to bring it back, <laughs> but I wasn't confident that that was going to happen. So uh, we're kind of in limbo then, and and so it was a very odd time. You really thought the Stan Smith was going to go away for good? I thought so. I thought that you know that maybe that put somebody else's name on it or do something different and and it was no longer going to be the same franchise but uh as it turned out they again the genius and the marketing there just uh, they did some they'd started with this idea of 100 influencers and they did a lot of other kind of clever things that were that were neat it was always a classic shoe but even you know you just said 2013 2014 for it to come back with such a vengeance like super recent what is it like to see how like it came back, you know, six or or seven years ago, and now it's like such a staple. And the staying power of the silhouette, you put it up there in like a handful of maybe top 
top five sneakers of all time. What's yeah. it like that the like I wouldn't even call it the second life, but like the third life the shoe <laughs> is having? Well, you know what they did in, in that that period when they said they're going to bring it back. They said we're going to market it to eighteen to twenty five year olds. Mm -hmm. I said that's really stupid. Mm. <laughs> Those people have no idea who I am. And then I've over the years I've realized that unless you're 60 years old or 55, you would never see me play. Mm. And there's no reason you would necessarily know who I am as a tennis player. Mm -hmm. But the name, uh, you know, has, has been around. So I've come to to terms with that, and it's not a problem because it's mm. it's normal. You know, I, I guarantee you. It's sacrilegious to say this, but Michael Jordan, in 15 years from now, people will say, well, was he a good player? His shoes will probably mm -hmm. still be around. Mm -hmm. Yes. Could he play? I mean, I mean, to say something like that to a basketball fan would be... Absurd. Absurd. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Bjorn Borg, I remember doing a clinic, and I was, didn't want to use my name. I said, well, Bjorn's, you know, about 10 years younger. How many of you kids want to be like Bjorn Borg? And they're 12 and 13-year-olds. They looked at me like... You know, who's he? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so that was when I realized that, uh, you know, it, it doesn't last forever unless you're a history student or unless you're involved in TV and mm -hmm. doing things that where people would see you on a daily basis. But uh, so it, it, it doesn't bother me. And, it, and it's fun to see what's going on with uh, young people wearing the shoe. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, now it's I remember when my wife and I were just married and uh for about three or four years, we were on a subway in Paris, and we saw a, a lady with a baby that had the baby shoes on, mm. and we'd never seen them. We wow. didn't know that they were being made. We said, wouldn't that be neat if our kids wore the Stan Smith shoe? And uh, you know, now our 16 grandkids are wearing them. And it's awesome. You had, you had a moment like that in Paris. So there was a special release of your shoe at the store Colette. They did a white and blue version yeah. of it, and they had you at the event. Yeah, and they had you greeting the people at the front door, and there was a lineup, and everyone's running to get in. And as you opened the door, the first kid in line didn't recognize you and tried to run past you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, in fact, I got behind the cash register, and I, I I sold like the first five pairs there to people that had had got them. But they had to, you had to order them for that Colette show, mm -hmm. so everybody had ordered and and. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if you know Tyriac very well, but he's probably the wealthiest man in Romania now. But who is that? He is uh, my nemesis. Uh, we played Tyriac and Nastasi in Romania in oh, Davis okay. Cup, and it was yeah. a battle. It was, it was a World War Three, and he he looked like Dracula. He's got this big, bigger mustache than you. Can and, be. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he he looks evil. You look just different. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly, a little bit. No, yeah. but anyway, Carry this on. guy this guy was a mortal enemy. I didn't talk to him for two years. And we're friends. And, <laughs> yeah, that's a difference. So anyway, he comes in. He's come to the store. He says, I want two pairs for my friends. I said, well, they've all been allocated. He says, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I said, well, you know, the people have got him here. So, and sure enough, I was leaving this, this appearance, and, and uh, he comes up with two boxes. And I don't know, he might have paid $2,000 for him or something like that. Could, you know, he, uh, he wanted to have these. No matter what. These Colette uh, special shoes. He got them. Yeah. Can we talk about Michael Jordan a little bit? Sure. Because you guys share an agent. Yeah. <laughs> David Falk, the first deal he ever did was for me mm -hmm. with ProServe. And he was working with Donald Dell. Right. And how, do you know him well? No. Only yeah. the name. Anyway, he's, uh, 
he started his career with ProServe and then ended up leaving and was some of the basketball players at ProServe and started fame and then moved on. But uh, do you, Were you there when the Jordan deal came together? Did uh, you yeah. have any insight into it? Uh, I do, but I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, that was an amazing time. Did you get a pair of Jordans? No, I've never had a pair of Jordans. I don't like the, that four-letter word I don't use. Mm. I don't like to swear. Oh, Nike. Ooh. <laughs> Has any of your grandchildren or kids ever come home in a pair of Nikes? Uh, one has. What happened? Or are they excommunicated? We only have 15 now. So <laughs> <laughs> did, did that really happen? Did somebody come home? Yeah, one of them had a pair of, uh, yeah. The mistake. And w what was the retribution? <laughs> they slapped him around a little bit. <laughs> a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> Stan, I think one, one of the coolest iterations of your shoe um, you talk about, you know, how the best uh, design comes from innovation. The stripes were put on the shoe to breathe. Uh, Raph Simmons mm -hmm. does the Raph Simmons Stan Smith, which I think is just one of the early, like, high fashion sneaker collaborations. But it, it was done so tastefully, right? They take the three stripes and they don't add all this gaudy stuff to the shoe. They take the three stripes and make it into an R on the side. What Did you think that was clever when you saw that or...? Well, first of all, I didn't understand it at first that you know they're they're going to do that, and and uh, and then when I saw it and, and saw that uh, it was selling for like two hundred ninety five dollars, yeah. and the same shoe was at seventy five dollars mm -hmm. uh, when he did it, it was kind of odd. Uh, but they used the good leather, and it and it, it looked sharp, and so I uh, I got used to it, and I and I really liked it. And uh, again, he was one of those guys that wore the shoe. Before he did the that special shoe with the R on it, and and he just loved the shoe, and and so many people did that, and and these were you know designers that were, you know, high end designers, and so I, I uh, I was kind of amused by the fact that you know you got the same shoe yeah. with an R, yeah, and I think it was about the only difference. Uh, on the shoes, you, yeah. Would you wear those yourself, or do you only like wearing the ones that say Stan Smith on it? Uh, well, I've, I've worn those that have had, you know, collaboration. The, the latest collaboration just is really, I'm really proud of is uh, Paul Smith. Yeah. I don't know mm -hmm. if you guys know that. but uh, The Manchester United shoe, yeah, right? Yeah, Manchester United. So he and I got together during Wimbledon for about two hours, and and we really hit it off. He's a, a very energetic guy, and he was born in 1946. Mm. And so they made... 1,946 pairs nice. of these shoes with his picture. They're white on white. His picture on, on the left and my picture on the right. And that's all they made, a limited edition. Because we were both born in 1946. Mm -hmm. And this guy is, he's going to live forever. I mean, he's so energetic. He's, he's in the bikes. He's in the Manchester United. He wasn't in the football early on, mm -hmm. and he got into it. And I wasn't in the football either. I didn't understand soccer or football until 1964. I went to Wimbledon, and during that time, England was in the World Cup. Oh, yeah. They won it, and so it was on 24-7. So if I wasn't watching tennis on TV in my hotel room. I was watching soccer, mm -hmm. and um, so I, I kind of got a feel for it. But he did the same, and he's, uh, but he's doing so many innovative things with materials and designs, and it was really a... A neat uh, 
little time we had together. I think one of the interesting turns that Stan Smith has taken too is that there's all these collaborations, but also there are all these knockoff looking shoes yeah are out right now where you know every it seems like every designer brand has you know there's the chunky what is that mcqueen that makes yeah. like the chunky yeah, yeah. stan smith wanna be like acne like made one, one too that's got those names on it oh the air force <laughs> one is that is that the air force one <laughs> come on they didn't rip you off at the air but do you that see those one, shoes the chunky, the, the sole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want do you want two cents on that too <laughs> well stan's coming for everything yeah, look at all these shoes up here um <laughs> do you get annoyed when you see that stuff I do. At Wimbledon, they have an agreement with a company, and uh, and the shoe looks so much like mine. Mm-hmm. I took a double take, a triple take, and I really thought they were my shoes, but then I realized these were umpires okay, and uh, linesmen. Mm-hmm. So they're all wearing the uniform. They're wearing the shoes. And, it, and I looked at it and I said, it's my shoe. I said, it's great. And I said, I realized that Adidas wasn't sponsoring uh, Wimbledon. <laughs> they had nothing to do they with had, this. It wasn't that company. Mm-hmm. And they looked so much... Skechers, shouldn't say this, I guess, but they made a shoe exactly like mine, and Adidas sued them, mm. and Adidas won the suit. Yeah, That was crazy, too, because I remember when that happened, Skechers was so flagrant with it that on their website, if yeah. you actually typed in Stan Smith that's, on the search <laughs> button, yeah. that, that shoe wild. would pop up. <laughs> that's wild. Oh, Yeah, that was flagrant. Uh, but the other, every company now has... White shoe, yeah. Something on the back, sort of similar mm. kind of design. And so there's during that whole sketcher thing that we went through all the different elements of the shoe, the, the things that are that are patented. Yeah. And, uh, and there's trade only, dress. Yeah, yeah. It's only three or four different things that are there, but so many companies now have that. And uh, that four-letter word one looks at you know same sort of shoe. And yeah. <laughs> one collaborator. We've talked about people wearing your shoes, but one collaborator that you've worked with very closely in in the doc, I like. Uh, they, you know, he says, "I'm not. I, I was never into the superstar, but I love the Stan Smith Pharrell Pharrell." And there's also a part of the doc where you have like a special makeup. I think it's like it's what is it? Curtain? Not curtain? Is it curtains or that kind of like looks like drapery? Type, drapery, yeah. exactly. On the upper. What? What is? Yeah. What is that? What's that relationship been like throughout the years? Well, we we spent a few times together, not a lot, but mm-hmm. uh, I remember the first time we got together, it was at the U.S. Open, mm-hmm. and so we took him through the dining room and through the the lounge area, and it was near the end of the tournament, so there weren't a lot of players there, but he was very nice. He's a a quality guy. So we sat for three hours watching Serena play a match. It was mm. a quarterfinal match, and he had seen her play once before and had met her and her parents. But uh, so I finally said, "Well, did you play any sports in high school?" And he said, "No, I was in the band." Mm. He didn't know anything about tennis. Mm. Uh, but we spent, you know, three hours together, and and he finally learned the scoring, and and uh, and he finally said, "I'm getting hungry." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, he is a quality guy, and every time I see him, I say, you know, just stay, keep positive with yeah. young people because you're making a huge impression upon young people, and, and a lot of artists aren't doing that. Mm. And uh, so I, I've uh, I've been very impressed by the way he's run his life and and the things he's done, and he's a genius in yeah. so many different ways, music, design, mm-hmm. definitely productions stan i get the impression from you that um when it talk when it comes to your legacy in life it feels like your family is is the most important to you but 
you talk about, you know, your career and people not knowing who you are. Are you happy that the shoe ends up being the lasting legacy more than the playing career? Well, I kind of referred to that a little bit before is that, you know, your legacy is going to be there for what it's, you know, for what it's worth. I mean, I wish I'd won a few more majors and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I was a president of the Hall of Fame and been involved with the game and in a lot of different ways. So I, I've been involved in the game. I've given back to the game. Uh, and the shoe is sort of a bonus in a way. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I didn't do anything besides you know be in the right place at the right time. Smile for the picture. And I've done some things with some you know promotions and and collaborations and that sort of thing, and even some suggestions for the shoe, but. The shoe is not much different than the very first day I put it on, you mm -hmm. know, except for that little loop there that kind of keeps the tongue from moving and then a little higher in the back to help protect the Achilles tendon. But I did do a lot playing tennis. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I paid the price and I put the work in. And so, uh, again, it's, it's, it's kind of a fun bonus. It's a serious thing because it's, the shoe is, is an important element of, uh, of Adidas and, uh, so it's 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 important that it that it keeps on, and I, as I always tell my my wife and and my agent Donald, that I think that Adidas is going to promote it because, you know, they're getting I'm getting a little percentage and they're getting a big percentage, and mm -hmm. it's important to their company. And as you know, uh, Kanye West is now, you know, he was a big part of that company. Mm -hmm. Now he's, you know, he's no longer involved, and and. Uh, so it's it's uh, I, again I still love the the brand mm -hmm. I think it's a fantastic brand it's got great uh, I remember they did a they did kind of retro thing with mm -hmm. my shoe let's say thirty years ago mm -hmm. and, and 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 the other company tried to do a retro thing and they had like five years of of history so how do you do a, a retro right. with five years history when we've been let's say thirty or forty years of history to to you know to sell jerseys and shoes and and track suits that we wore you know back in the 70s they were pretty neat and they they brought them back and so it's uh you know adidas does have that benefit of having a a long history of and i was there this year this summer and we were talking about the designers were mm -hmm. looking at stuff that was done 50 60 years ago materials looks and that sort of thing and they are doing kind of a little uh, tweaks on those designs. Yeah. So they're coming back to things like that. Nothing quite like that sweater, but uh, you like the sweater? No, not really. <laughs> Stan, jeez. Well, I, I think it's nice, but it's. Uh, <laughs> you like his blazer more? I, I like the blazer actually. Yeah. Okay. I, I really saw you, you know, at a distance, and I I did a double take, much like you with the footwear. This is at Wimbledon this summer. Yeah. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Stan. And then I went back and looked at the images from the event, and I was like, yes, indeed yeah. it was Stan Smith. Yeah, it looks familiar. Um, let me ask you this. When Adidas sends you that check, do you, do you get an idea of like how many Stan Smiths sell every year? Do you know how many units they're moving? Yeah, they, they send a, uh, a report a report on the units that are sold. And do you know how many? Like, do SQ, you, they call them SKUs. SKUs yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many these days in a year a pair of Stan Yeah, Smiths? well, last year they just, uh, I will tell you this, last year they just announced that they just got over 100 million. Over. Total. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of shoes. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a few years. <laughs> Dealing with the documentary you worked with, Uninterrupted, and 
uh, obviously LeBron James, Maverick Spring Carter, Hill. yeah, Hill, yeah. And, and that team. You know that they, they subscribe to like the more than an athlete, and this doc encapsulates that a ton. What was it like working with that group on this? Well, they they had seen a, a, a video that I'd been in, and then also seen the book that I mm-hmm. did, and uh, they. they like the idea of kind of this combination of athlete and and uh, the fashion and some humanitarian and that sort of thing, and so that was uh, that's how they came to me and said we want to do this thing, and and uh, it's always strange to have a documentary done about you, you know, it's awkward, but uh, anyway, uh, we we went into that and and they got Danny Lee as a director yeah. and. and uh, Great work. I, I love the guy. Yeah. And uh, we became good friends, and we spent a lot of time together. Poor Danny had to fly to Wimbledon during the COVID thing and Ooh. stay in a hotel for five days oh, man. before he could come out and uh, and do some shots on the center court, mm-hmm. which is part of the show. And uh, he's uh, he was a great guy, and, and uh, he valued, I think, the strength of the family uh, and the importance of the family. and. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, at the same time, you know, he kind of directed it the way he wanted to kind of lay it out. Mm-hmm. And there's things that are missing that, that I would love to have seen and other angles, but uh, uh, it, it did encapsulate, you know, kind of the most important things in my life. So one last thing I want to ask you, you know, you've had all these iterations of the Stan Smith, all these collaborations and different colorways and whatnot. But then you also, around 2000, you had the Stan Smith Millennium, Millennium, where they actually made a new version of the Stan Smith that was like a modernized shoe that was, I guess, geared a little bit more towards playing tennis and like, you know, with modern uh, construction on the sneaker, a little thicker sole, a little different yeah. design. Did they have you wear testing that shoe to get your 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 stamp of approval Well, they on sent it? me the shoe early on and, and asked me what I thought about it. There was a little cushion thing, at the round thing at the bottom of the shoe, and it was thicker. And... Uh, I remember a kid came up to me and said, he just was signed with Adidas. This is about 30 years ago, I guess. And he said, I want to wear your shoe. And I said, well, you don't want to wear my shoe. You want to wear a, a shoe, a, a, the barricade, which is more mm. for, you know, it's got the bells and whistles and support and all that sort of thing. You, you can wear my shoe off the court. And he said, no, I like your shoe best of all of them. And I said, no. And so uh, it's uh, it's interesting to see that the I tell people that you can wear the shoe off the court, but you shouldn't wear it on the court because mm-hmm. it's not as good as, mm-hmm. as as the ones that are there now. But the Millennium was that what they were trying to do is they were trying to get into a, a shoe that's really more of a, um, a shoe you could wear in plain mm-hmm. instead of just a fashion shoe. And so uh, that was a, it was a good shoe too. It did give you more support. It mm-hmm. did give you a little more cushion. And I wore that probably for five or six years uh, when I was playing the 35 and overs and other events like that but um, the performance shoe is now you know they've gone you know generations past that and and of course the shoe is pretty much the same although i will tell you the story about the uh, my niece who's in london mm-hmm. and she was doing pe and uh, she was wearing the shoe and the teacher said you can't wear that for pe she said well why not he says well they're not trainers, you know, which mm. are performance shoes. They call them over there. They, yeah. They're fashion shoes. You said, well, my uncle won Wimbledon mm. <laughs> uh, wearing nice. those shoes. And so she had to back off. <laughs> they, they let her wear the shoes? Yeah. Love that. Let them know. That's a victory for the family. It was a victory for <laughs> <laughs> One of many. 
So world premiere tonight. Yeah. And then is it November 29th? What? So exactly where will it be playing the Who is Stan Smith doc? Well, it's going to be, I think it can be uh, streamed, mm -hmm. you know, later this week, maybe. Then there's two more showings here Okay. Uh, during the film festival yeah. that they just added because it's sold out and it's, uh, they have a lot of, you know, buyers are going to come in there and look at it and see yeah. what they want to do with it. But uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what transpires. There's so many different ways it can be, you know, yeah. sold and used and that sort of thing. So I have no idea what what will happen with that. But it's uh, my partner in my company, the Stan Smith Events Company, said to me, they said, you know, this is sort of like playing on center court at Wimbledon. This is a big day. And mm. I said, yeah, it is kind of a big day to have a, a world premiere here. What's the York. outfit going to be? It's going to be uh, it's going to be neat, I think. You want to borrow the blazer? <laughs> no, it's going to be a little more uh, out there. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, we look forward to it. Listen, thank you so much for your time. This is uh, it's been an honor to chop yes. it up with you. Very, you know, really, really banner well, day here mm -hmm. on I, this I, podcast. I appreciate the opportunity, and you, and you guys have uh, done some pretty good preparation for this thing. I mean, you know more about it than my mother knows about it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stan. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Sure. All right, everyone. This has been the Complex Sneakers Podcast. We hope everyone has a great weekend. Please like, subscribe, and we will see you next week. Our producer is David Matthews. Our associate producer is Jillian Hardman-Webb. Audio editing done by Haley Choi. Special thanks to Jen Stewart, Shiva Bayet, and Haley Choi. The Complex Sneakers Podcast is a production of the Complex Podcast Network.